0: Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad.
1: Okay. Wouldn't play
0: some competitive sports. Once in a while, would it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and
2: Rashad on 1080 the Fan.
0: Or two of two here on football Sunday. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Super big game Sunday. I mean, we can say Super Bowl. You just can't, like, write it. <laughs> the big game, the super big game. You can't the, say, you can't write the Super Bowl? Well, it's, if you're doing an official event, you're not allowed to say Super Bowl. You have to say, like, the big game party.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because of this marketing. Yeah, trademark and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, yeah so we can say
0: it. Super Sunday? Can we say that? You can say Super Sunday, although, you know, the Super yeah. Sunday super Bowl, big, the Super Big Game. I like yeah. that one. That's my fave. So we'll have our official prediction segment coming up next. We'll also have Hate It or Love It at 10 30, and then uh, we'll wrap the show up with uh, random other Super Bowl thoughts. But I wanted to get into some prop bets here because I always love the prop bets. I'm not a gambling man, I'm not a guy who. Uh, feels like he can spend that money on things like gambling, which is totally based on chance essentially. So I don't do it, but I do enjoy the numbers. I do enjoy fake gambling. I enjoy picking games against the spread. <laughs> you reacting to Al Horford's dunk gun Nurkic right there. Oh gosh, get out of the way Nurkic. Um, I just I I enjoy playing the fake gambler, if you know what I mean, right? Because it's fun. The numbers are fun. I en- I enjoy the 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 aspect of like trying to guess correctly what the score is going to be based on the spread of the game. But uh, the prop bets are really really fun, and uh, it's one of those things that you can kind of it's like a side game inside the game that you can keep, even if you're not putting money on it you can keep an eye on it and see what happens for all the people who have put their money on it, including right at the beginning, Pink singing the national anthem this year the one of the top prop bets that i saw is what color will her hair be for the national anthem you've got white blonde is a 5 to 4 pink red 7 to 4 blue purple 5 to 1 brown black 5 to 1 or green for the eagles 5 mm. to 1 so they're saying white blonde is the favorite because that's been her hair color recently if you've seen her performing
2: yeah i'm going to go ahead and say the the the, the white blonde i haven't seen pink with pink hair in quite some time
0: since like she started her career as a rapper it's
2: like yeah and remember original pink by the way i didn't like that pink really i liked that pink i didn't like that pink i like i like this version i like her being herself you know be be yourself don't well wasn't she also being herself just a younger version of herself no that's that was la reed telling her to really pop it up and be more you know, we want to have this jazzy kind of hip hop sound because that one was cool. She Jay was kind of like a rapper though. She had she, some pretty intense stuff. Those yeah, that wasn't her, which is why she came out and went completely punk rock because that's more who she was.
0: So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh
2: you know, there's little w- pink little little pink history for you that. know what?
0: What about green? Cause there's there's another prop that is will she say Eagles before, during or after the anthem? As in saying like a go Eagles before or after, because she's a huge Eagles fan. How about Green? You think she dies? Maybe she doesn't wear a jersey. Maybe she dyes her hair green for the Eagles. Yeah,
2: green isn't a sexy color, though. You know, I've—I mean, says who? Says, says most guys. Like, I mean, (laughs) you
0: can get away. I think pink can make it look sexy. Ladies
2: can get away with purple and red and blue. I've I've, seen—I know ladies with blue hair right now, but green—St. Patrick's Day, perhaps. But no, not really. We're kind of close
0: to St. Patty's Day. We're getting there. Isn't it in March? We're getting there. Uh, what color will Bill Belichick's shirt be
2: at kickoff? <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna say he goes gray. Uh, he goes uh gray, gray hoodie, gray hoodie, gray hoodie. Cut well, off because they're in the dome, so he doesn't really need a.
0: Yeah, that is the second most likely option. Blue is the top option, is it? Yeah,
2: I think he's gonna switch it up. He's gonna go gray hoodie.
0: You got red and white are the other two options on that prop bet.
2: Never, I don't think I've seen him in a white, in the white hoodie.
0: And Matt Patricia is Mister Red. Matt Patricia is gonna wear red for sure. So it's blue or gray. I think blue because like he likes to wear those nice little jackets sometimes too. He doesn't always have to be a hoodie. He wears mm. those kind of like pullover jackets that actually don't make him look like a doofus. Yeah. So uh
2: what color are the page of jerseys today? They're the home team white they're white. Or are they, blue. They chose white. They chose white. Yeah. So I think he goes
0: I think he goes gray today. All right. Uh you also have fun ones like there was one that is uh the amount of points Damian Lillard scores today, that game's going on right now what will be more the amount of points he scores or the shortest field goal kicked in the game
2: uh <laughs> that one's tough
0: cuz he's been averaging like 27 points a game in the last 2 weeks and that could be about 17. the the shortest field goal let's see he's at halftime right now how much does Dan have he's got 4 <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so so
0: <laughs> he can explode in the second half but he's shooting one for eight from the floor.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say it'll be longer than his than his point total. Tonight. I think he's gonna end with like 19. I'm gonna we're gonna see a field goal longer than nine, 19 yards.
0: There's also some with like uh I saw some that were like the amount of goals scored by Harry Kane for Tottenham today against amount of touchdown passes thrown by somebody or caught by somebody. Those are my favorite. I love the mixed sports ones because yeah. there's no There's the the, way you could get those right without being a hundred percent lucky, but they're fun. It's like, because there are other sports going on today. It's not just the Super Bowl,
2: which is awesome. Like, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not used to it, but NBA basketball at nine o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, please. I'll, I'll take it and I get home and there'll be the Lakers, uh, thunder on, which I'm really, you know, eh, both teams, but it's still basketball. (laughs) You know? Yeah. How about this one? First touchdown scorer,
0: which player scores the first touchdown? Uh, Favorite is Gronk, fifteen to two. Then Brandon Cooks, then Amendola. So they're they're thinking the Patriots will score first. Then Zach Ertz. I'm gonna say. uh, I have a prediction for this one. Players and score first. Um, And he's fourteen to one. He's right in the middle. I'm gonna say James White. That's who I'm gonna go. They don't. Patriots don't score in the first quarter. I'm
2: gonna say LeGarrette, LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt. I was going to, That's that's also a great one. It would make. He's fourteen to, to one. It. it would make sense for them to give it to LeGarrette, like on the you know one yard the, line, one you know one to three yard line, just to kind of stick it to the Patriots. He's been open about saying he wants to. He, this is kind of a get back game for him. For him, but I'm like, why? LeGarrette? We made you rich, bro. You two time Super Bowl champion. You know, don't don't be mad. It's cool. It's just business, baby.
0: Ooh, what color of liquid will be dumped on the winning coach?
2: Well, with what, uh, with what team. So if it's. Well,
0: you gotta pick who wins. Well, well well wait. We'll give up predictions next, although I know who you're gonna say is gonna win.
2: Well, so. no, I mean cause like I said, I think the Eagles are, are are very good. And I'm just trying to think of green Gatorade. No, the options are
0: blue, red, yellow, orange, clear slash water, um, and then purple. Uh it'll be
2: it'll be I'm gonna say yellow for uh for Philadelphia. And then I'm gonna go ahead and say red if it's the Pats.
0: All right. Notable, the Gatorade was orange for the Patriots when they won two years ago. Last year, there was no Gatorade shower.
2: Well, it was business as usual
0: last year. Yeah, but they came back 25 (laughs) down in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Details. Details. Right. Details. (laughs) So those are some of the prop bets. I, I, I just find them so interesting to keep an eye on during the game because... You know, there's a lot of stopping in the game. There's a lot of commercials. There's a long halftime show. So it gives you a little
2: something extra to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, man. Well, you still got some time to, you know, call your local sports book and make a bet. Call ALNA, put and a Put in a bet.
0: Yeah, you can, you know, go to the offshore ones online.
2: Absolutely. If you'd
0: like to do that. Um, all right, coming up next, let's make our official predictions. Let's predict the game, prove why we're right, and give our final score. That's next here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10:15 here on your Sunday morning. Super Bowl Sunday. Blazers on the TV. They're up uh, 54-38 on the Celtics right at the beginning of the second half. Have they figured it out? Mm, Be careful.
2: I'm just asking. Did you watch the Raptors game? I did. Not. They got smoked. Well, the Raptors are good. And I just... That goes back to what I've been saying. DeMar DeRozan is... To, to be fair, the Blazers played pretty well in that game.
0: The Raptors just played out of their minds. Yeah. They were shooting like 65% from three for two and a half quarters. Yeah. yeah I, I think Dame is phenomenal. Because um, the Blazers shot 50% from the floor of that game. And they lost 130 to 105.
2: As, there's nothing. Sometimes it's just teams are just playing. Because 105 is not a That's a lot of points.
0: The Raptors hit 19 threes.
2: Yeah. 19. So everybody was killing. Guys who don't hit threes were hitting them. So that's going to happen from time to time in the NBA.
0: Yeah, DeRozan yeah. was 6 of 10 from three for 35 points that game.
2: DeMar DeRozan
0: is something, something special, though. And the funny thing is he's special, but he's kind of one-dimensional. He's a really, really, really good shooter. Like, really good shooter. But he doesn't do a whole lot else, so he kind of reminds me of CJ in that sense. Where it's like he's an elite scorer, but beyond that, eh. <laughs> but he's he's a really good scorer. I'm, I'm like I'm not trying to take it away from him, but he, man, when he when he shoots the ball, you're like, well, that's going in.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, DeMar- well, that's going in. Yeah, he's 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 definitely special, man. So it, it's been really fun to kind of watch his you know maturity as a player. That's been kind of tight.
0: Um, anyway, so, yeah, they're playing better, though. They are playing better, and this is a good start against the Celtics, although they, they do not have Kyrie in this game. Blazers have missed a lot of stars. They really have. They, there's been a lot of guys who have not played when, uh, when they've played that team. So, it's, it's eh, just getting lucky sometimes, too. Anyway, this is our Super Bowl prediction segment. I want a score. I want a reason why you think that score is going to happen, and I want a general idea of how the game is likely going to flow. That is, uh, that, that is what I'd like from you. Would you like me to start? Would you like to start? Go for it. All right. I believe the Patriots will win this game 27 to 21. And to me, that is a late field goal kick to extend the lead kind of thing, like where it's close 24-21 and the Patriots get a field goal and uh, make it 27-21. Or or maybe it's even tied or 21-20 and they score a touchdown. I I think this is going to be a really, really – Close game. And I'm with you. When we talked about this earlier in the show, people are just kind of giving this game to the Patriots, right? And my, and my initial thought when I saw this matchup was, well, okay, another Patriots Super Bowl win, right? Because it's Nick Foles and it's the Eagles. And, you know, it's not a team that you expected, that you would expect to be able to beat the Patriots in the way that they are built right now. But the more I've looked at it, the more I've read about it, the more I've, I've watched highlights of both teams, we have so overlooked this Eagles team, mm-hmm. it's not even funny. And... The biggest weakness of the Patriots this year is far and away their defense and it's one of the worst defenses they, they've ever had in a Super Bowl. Ever. So the fact that the Eagles offense is still humming, not to the same level but it's still working with Nick Foles and the fact that they're going up against the now worst defense they're seeing probably in their whole playoff run here makes me believe that they can they can keep this game a game and that's super exciting to me. But in the end, you got Tom Brady, who just won the MVP, who has had another MVP-caliber season, if, if you will. He's certainly deserving. Um, you've got Gronk healthy. The Eagles' defense is elite in all aspects except in guarding the tight end and pass plays. They're like 28th in the NFL in guarding the tight end on pass plays.
2: Not the tight end you want to see if you're 28th in the NFL. No.
0: Um, so Gronk's healthy. Everyone Everyone's healthy, right? Everybody's available for the Patriots. And for that's kind of for the first time this year. Gronk's been out for some time. You've had Chris Hogan out for a lot of the season. You had multiple running backs. Rex Burkhead missed a lot of time. Um, You had multiple guys out. You've got the whole gamut available to you. You've got everything. And the Patriots can do everything. They can do whatever they want. And I think because of that, they will be able, even if they're losing in the first half, they'll be able to make those halftime adjustments, which they're so famous for, and come out with a game plan that works against this Eagles defense. So 27-21 Patriots is my final score. Close until the fourth quarter. Might even be close until the end. But that—that uh, that is my hot Super Bowl prediction.
2: Uh, I'm going, Um, shoot, Patriots 24-17. Um, okay. I, I do think Philadelphia is going to score. Um, I, I, I do think that Alshon Jeffrey or Zach Ertz, one of those two, is going to get in the end zone. Uh, I honestly don't think the Patriots have enough guys on their secondary to stop either one of those. They don't have a good
0: run defense either, they, do they?
2: they, they well, they, I, I would I would have said no, but then two weeks ago they completely shut down Leonard Fournette and made him look. I'm not going to say J.V., but really it was it was who knew it would be Blake Bortles that really put them in position to to, to almost win that game because the
0: Eagles have a Jai and.
2: Yeah, they have Ajayi and So, I mean, they did a really Clements, good job of things. kind of <clears throat> uh, creating a a system that would throw a lot of different looks at Leonard Fournette and kind of had him a, a little bit confused. Now, in that first quarter, if you remember, much like we said, the Pats don't score, but they let a lot of things happen for Fournette. He kind of ran all over them. He scored that first touchdown and stuff like that. But after they kind of figured out what they were doing, that got shut down. So um, I'm looking for Ajayi and for also for – um, LeGarrette Blunt, this is going to be, like we talked about, it's going to be kind of a get-back game for him because he feels like he should still be on this roster over one of these 35 running backs that New England actually has. So, um, But at, at the end of the day, the Patriots know how to uh, – I think the defense is so bad-ish because they change week to week. Like they never give you the same look twice because this, they're not playing the same team every single week. And so I think it's just it's tough for them to really grasp what they're doing until around the fourth quarter, which is when they kind of start understanding exactly what's supposed to happen. And they've had time to kind of work out the kinks, and that's when things kind of – they ratchet things up a little bit. But it must be hard. Just imagine if every week you came into work and Isaac and Souk told you this is how the format for today's show is going to be, completely different than we did last or yesterday. And then the next one is completely different than you did two days ago. And then you might go revert back to what you used to do, but – it's still going to be completely different. So imagine doing having to do that week to week, and that's pretty much what the Patriots and that defense have to do.
0: So 24-17 20, is you, yes. Patriots. I'm 27-21, Patriots. Jesse,
1: hot take? 27-24, Eagles. Ooh, okay. Yeah.
0: How um, come? What's your what's your reason? Well,
1: I mean, mostly it just has to do with some stuff that I was mentioning before. I just, beginning to end, I, I just think that this the eagles were the best team in the league this year they were constantly overshadowed by the storyline of Tom Brady Bill Belichick uh and it's kind of it's been the same storyline as what you got in the NBA right now with uh, we already know who the NBA champion's going to be it's the Golden State Warriors well i think in the NFL that's a lot harder to say the NFL's one of those leagues where it's really easy to see a wild card team win the Super Bowl so to say that one team is like Hands down, all year long, these guys are Super Bowl champs. Tom Brady's going to get a six ring. They're going to walk off like that's been the storyline all year long. And I think there's something to this underdog story where I th- I think Philadelphia really is latching onto that underdog role. Obviously, they're they're playing it up in the media, wearing those those dog masks and everything. But I I really believe they've latched onto that. They believe they're good enough. I I think they believe they're better. And they're sick and tired of hearing how much better Patriots are and how they have no chance. And honestly, it's just when you think about the depth on the defense, you think about the depth on the offense. We've talked about that. I mean, they have a a complete offense with with that offensive line, the wide receivers, the running backs, the tight ends. They don't just have one tight end. They have multiple tight ends. Like, your weakest point is Nick Foles, and Nick Foles has, like, single-handedly the best statistical season NFL history. So it's not like he's the biggest anchor or weight to your, yeah. to your team. Look, it, he
0: he was great in that year with Chip Kelly, yep. the like 30 touchdown and six interception year. But I mean, but, let's not pretend like he's not a, no, a backup but, quarterback. But though. let's
1: not pretend that last, last week he didn't go against a top two, top three defense in the NFL this year and shredded them, shredded them, destroyed them. Well, they, Harrison they Smith shredded them because uh, well, he was bad. <laughs> I, I'm just saying he found the holes, he exploited the holes, he got the ball into the receiver's hands, he made the plays. Like as as much as we want to say he's a backup, sure, maybe he is a backup. <clears throat> Honestly, we don't know. Like, I don't think he's a backup. I I, I, uh, I don't think I agree. I think this guy's shown enough in his career, like that what, he, he where where else is he? He went to Arizona he's or is that
2: some unfortunate uh St. Louis situations, some unfortunate runs of luck with some coaches that we all kind of question on this show.
1: There we go. It was St. Louis. That's it. He went to St. Louis and played under Jeff Fisher, but we all know Jeff Fisher. All he does is downgrade every offensive player he has on his roster. We have no idea what Nick Foles is other than when he's been in Philadelphia, he's been a very productive player. And that includes Chip Kelly and Doug Peterson era. Like, I, I think there's plenty of arguments there to say, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a Philadelphia Eagles role, but I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games for a Patriots Super Bowl because I think both teams are going to get in the end zone. And and in, in reality, like, I, I just think about how bad really that – what is it? It's still like the 30th-ranked pass defense that the Patriots have. I, I don't know how they're just – Yeah, gonna it's s- bad. I, they're they're – they're going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. And with all the different running backs, well, that's what I love about this team. Like you have Jay Ajayi, Garrett Blunt, uh, Corey Clement, uh, Wendell Smallwood. Like all of these guys do different things. They can attack you in so many different ways. They're willing to put multiple running backs out there at the same time. They're, like Doug Peterson is a forward thinking coach. And that's why I think if there's a chance where, like, because obviously, Uh, Bill Belichick kind of gives you the edge there, but I I think the forward thinking of of Doug Peterson is going to make this hard. So, okay,
0: what about your MVP of the game then? So with all of our predictions, who wins the MVP? Because to me, uh, I'm leaning towards Danny Amendola. Looking at how he played last week, how important he was to Tom Brady, the offense uh, running through Amendola a lot of the time. Uh, He was the one who made the big third and. What was it, 19 catch on that one scoring drive? He caught the touchdown with the great touchdown tiptoe catch. He is the safety net to Tom Brady. And against a really good Eagles defense against the pass, I could see a lot of safety net kind of passes happening where Amandola racks up nine catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, something like that, maybe even the key touchdown at the end of the game. For It's just a feeling I have that Amendola is going to be one of those guys because Brady always looks to his quote-unquote favorite underneath receiver in these huge games over and over and over again, whether it was Edelman or Welker or Amendola now because Edelman is hurt. I think it might be Amendola that that could win MVP of this game.
2: I could see it being Amendola. Excuse me. But uh, I'm going to go with the dark horse and nobody's really talking about, and he's returning from injury. Um, Rex Burkhead, his last um, five games with New England before the injury – I don't know if there was a better he was on running point. back in in football that's not named Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? He was he was absolutely phenomenal. He caught balls out of the backfield. He threw blocks. He was able to break for big runs. Like he really became the new James White. And you know they actually still had a James White on the roster. So um, I'm looking for Rex Burkhead, and this this is being his first game back since the injury, and I think it was Week 16. Um, when, when he got injured. But this is going to be his first game, first game back. So I'm looking for him to be a, a big, big factor today. And also, I mean, it goes without saying, there's somebody who didn't play in last year's Super Bowl and had to watch his team go ahead and win, and that was Rob Gronkowski, um, somebody who got knocked out of the playoff game two weeks ago and didn't get the finish. Please believe he's going to do everything he can to be as – effective for his team as possible today because gronk i think is one of those dudes with if you look at the injuries and stuff you you start questioning how much longer he can really his body can really take it how how many more back surgeries or shoulder surgeries arm forearm surgeries he can actually have and still come back and be this kind of terminator that he's been so um, those are the two guys i look for new england today to really be a, a big part of what they do
1: um, I, I mean, I I have it kind of narrowed down to two guys. I'll I'll start with probably the the more unlikely candidate, and that's uh, Nelson Aguilar. I think Nelson Aguilar is when he's turned into a great receiver this year. When, God, he's been um, finally. He, he's really taken that that next stride um, maturing into that receiver. I think they thought he would be same thing with Marquise Lee, by the way, like those two USC receivers really taking that step this year. Uh, And And Robert Woods. Yeah. Robert Woods as well. Like USC just decided to step up this year in the wide receiver game. Um, But uh, when he's been good, like he's been, you know, six catches, hundred something yards, two touchdowns type good. And granted, he's also been pretty average when he's not been good, but that's also because, you've had a guy like um, Alshon Jeffrey step up or so they just have so many tools there to use. But when he's been electric, he's been electric. And I think that this could be a moment where you see a big two touchdown wide receiving uh, performance by a wide receiver. And that could be a Nelson Aguilar. And then obviously the, probably the more um, obvious one would be Nick Foles. I uh, obviously I'm sticking with, with the um, Philadelphia Eagles because I picked them, but if they win, I, I very much believe it's something along the lines of Nick Foles had around, you know, a three touchdown, 320 yard performance. And that is definitely justifiable of a Super Bowl MVP. All right. Uh, coming up next, we will do our Hate
0: or Love It segment. And then after that, the final segment of the show. But first, Jesse o Sports Center. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means one thing. It is time for Hate It or Love It. I'm assuming we'll be pretty Super Bowl heavy, but maybe not. Maybe Jesse's got some uh, tricks thrown up this sleeve. This is a competition. He will uh, Jesse will award us points or deduct his points based on our hot takes. And at the end, the winner gets to hear their music and host the final segment of the show. So, uh, I won last week, so Rashad gets to start. Uh, so, Jesse, what is the first question asked?
1: All right. First, Joe, if you're yep. listening, your your USB memory card is in there. So Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Joe. So, <laughs> a live update there for you, Joe. Um, well, yeah, we we do not have a Super Bowl heavy it's been a Super Bowl heavy episode of Football Sunday. Our last episode of Football Sunday of the year. Yeah, back to Sports Sunday next week, which is uh, it's sad, but also kind of nice. It's a little freeing. Yeah, we can we can, we can talk about, about everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there actually is a non-football question right. in in today's Love It or Hate It. Um, but we'll start out with football. Um, and like I said, we're actually not even going to touch the Super Bowl today because, I, I you know, we broke down All what, right. what we thought about it. Like, w- we know who we think is going to win. We know who we think the MVP is going to be. So w- what else is there for me to ask you guys about it? So with that said, we did... Sp- you know, spend a whole segment talking about Kirk Cousins. We got great interaction um, on the text line about it. it. seems that that is a intriguing story that people love. So, we'll start there. Let's do it. Love or hate, Washington will get stuck with not just Kirk Cousins, but Alex Smith for next season. Meaning, they won't be able to trade Kirk Cousins in the offseason.
2: Uh, hey, um, I think Kirk Cousins has had it up to here and I'm I'm holding my hand above my head and I'm a pretty tall dude with um with the Washington football franchise. I'm not calling them that other name. It's just one of the many reasons that Washington is just as silly as they are. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been nothing but just a top 10 quarterback in the NFL since he's been the starting quarterback for Washington. And yet and still, he's been nothing but disrespected by the ownership and by the coaching staff there. Kirk Cousins has come out and played well beyond his means, especially considering the talent that he does not have on his roster this year. And yet and still, Washington was almost in the playoffs this year. And that was all because of Kirk Cousins. And then you turn around and you trade for Alex Smith, he will not be there. I think Kirk Cousins has made enough money in the past year to where he can afford to take a season (laughs) off and sit out. uh, At some point, that will force... Uh, you would hope Washington to go ahead and buy him out and then he can be picked up by another franchise, hopefully one that's competing for a, a spot in the playoff. Man, Kirk Cutton's he's been so disrespected by this franchise. It would not shock me at all if he decided not to play on this team. And also, it wouldn't shock me if Alex Smith decided to kind of renege on the little uh, deal that he has. Because honestly, nothing's been signed quite yet until, what, is March 15th or somewhere around? Yeah, you got to wait to the exact date. So yeah. what, it would have shocked me if they might have lost two quarterbacks in this whole uh, ordeal. Not at all.
0: Uh, I hate it as well because I honestly, in my heart of hearts, even though this report is out, don't think the Redskins are that stupid to bring back Kirk Cousins on a $35 million deal. It can't be. Well, Jesse gave me a lost point for that because – Oh, no. that's that a real point? Oh, yeah. That sounded like a lost point. No. Nope. Um, I just don't think they're that stupid because this is, as one texter said, this feels so petty and so personal. There is no logical sense to this other than pure hatred of Kirk Cousins and greed for getting something back that you gave up to get a quarterback that apparently you view as better than Kirk Cousins. Like if you're getting Alex Smith, you think he's better than Kirk Cousins or else you would assign Kirk Cousins to a deal. Sense. Uh, Three years ago, you would have signed him to a deal. That's the stupid thing about this. So I don't think they're that dumb. I think they this is this is almost more of like a ploy to make Kirk Cousins nervous. But he's going to go out there and sign his big money free agent deal with whatever team he chooses because everyone's going to want to want him. And uh, I think it'll be fine. I think this is just that kind of a report. All right, lots of points that first
1: round. I think I I just dished out ten points. Wow, yeah, big big time, big time round.
0: Well, Jesse's Jesse's in love with the Kirk Cousins story because he really wants Denver to get Kirk Cousins.
1: Man, yeah, no, I mean it's just one of those things. It's this this like I I really do like, uh, um, Baker Mayfield as well. But man, there's a sure thing there with Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. that's a sure thing. It is a sure thing. Costs a lot of money, but it's a sure thing. Uh, second up, we'll we'll stick with the NFL. We're gonna we're gonna put our non NFL question last. Um. This is actually kind of a really crazy asinite statement, but Jordan Howard came out this last week uh, and running back of the Bears. Bears running back. Yeah. Bears running back. Um, had this to say, we're definitely going to win the North. We have the talent to compete with anybody. Well, I'm not going to go ahead and say these guys are going to win the North, but let's, let's make some sort of rash statement. Love or hate. Next year, the Bears won't finish in the basement of their division. Oh, uh-huh. Uh Nice jump from we can compete with anybody to uh, yeah, not well, finishing uh, in last place. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, but they've been they continue to finish in last place the last what three or four years. So let's just go ahead and say that's a big jump to the top of the division.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hate that they're still going to be <laughs> in at the in the basement of their division. Truth be told. Um, they they have the a rookie quarterback, albeit, but the worst of the quarterbacks in the division at this point. Um, uh, Minnesota still has Case Keenum, unless you just go ahead and assume that he's going to be similar to what he was this year. Obviously, uh, with Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay, that puts them in a different position. That's obviously why a lot of stuff was open in the NFC this year is because Aaron Rodgers was out. Um, you guys know how I feel about Matthew Stafford and what he's able to do. Um, I, I will say that they probably have the best running back in the division, and with having a, a Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard? Yeah, they probably have the best running back in the division at this point, but no, I'm looking at a defense that's still trying to figure things out for the Bears, which has been historically bad over the past couple seasons. Looking at a, maybe a, a, an offensive coordinator that may or may not be able to move the needle in Chicago. We know he wasn't really able to do it here in Eugene, so we'll see. I think there's still a lot of question marks around the bears but they are going to have a last place schedule so they may very well have a pretty good season moving forward but i just don't see them being anything more than what they've been over the past couple seasons
0: i hate it as well frankly, because they are the worst team in the division by far, and it's not necessarily their fault, but their division's actually really good. Uh, You've got the Vikings, who've got, as we talked about earlier, one of the best defenses in the NFL. They've got not really a quarterback problem as much of a lot of choices, because they've got three guys who they could choose, plus any of the free agents out there. right? And It's it's a good problem to have when you have that kind of a situation. Uh, They've got Dalvin Cook coming back at the running back position next year, and they've already found out that Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon can also be huge contributors if they need them. They've got a great receiving core, so they're of course going to be at the top the Packers will have a healthy Aaron Rodgers which will put them back at the top even even if the rest of that Packers team makes no sense and isn't that good Aaron Rodgers will lead them to the top of the division and then you have a Lions team which is perennially underachieving but it's getting a new coach who uh, we all think pretty highly of and the NFL thinks highly of Matt Patricia and they've got Matt Stafford and they have a really good team. Their defense is really nasty, and getting a defensive coordinator who's able to build good defenses I think is really helpful there, too. The Bears just don't have anything right now. The Bears just don't have what it takes. They've got a rookie head coach. They've got a second-year quarterback, and that's about it, and a good running back. So, no. All right. Well, the Celtics are, by the way, in the the elbowing-in-the-face phase of this game. They've elbowed... Damian Lillard, Pat Connaughton, and Zach Collins all in the face within, like, two minutes. Bounty gate. (laughs) Gate. I'm not kidding. They've literally elbowed three players in the face in two minutes. And legit elbows, too.
1: You know what? Nice job, Collins, going up there, taking that elbow to the face and stopping the uh, basket from happening. Collins is a good defender. Maybe he won't be so cute now. Looks like he's bleeding. Yeah, he's got a little bloody lip, looks like. He'll be all right. All right, all right. A little manning up there a little bit. And rightfully slow. Moving the topic over to the NBA. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, now, just so you know, you're even. You're tied. Okay. All right. You There's both a lot of points h- being given out. I hear all the dings. D- uh, Ten points for both y'all through the first two rounds. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, wow. twenty all points. Is, you know?
2: Highest scoring hitter of it ever.
1: Yeah, this is uh, we we we're, we're, we're getting rid of the defense today. And uh, guess who else oh, is getting rid of the defense in the NBA?
2: The All Star Game.
1: Well, I mean, that that's never been there, but the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of enjoyable um, to follow this storyline right now of how bad the Cleveland Cavaliers have been. Now, every year they seem to have this weird storyline where, oh, are they going to be able to do it? Are they going to be able to make it to the finals? Like, there's some sort of something wrong. This year, it seems like there is something really, really, really wrong with the Cavs. Despite the fact they have LeBron James, love or hate, Cleveland Cavaliers will not make it to the NBA Finals.
2: uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers will definitely be in the NBA Finals because the truth is they still play in the Eastern Conference. Right now, they're having a lull. And if you remember, this is what Cleveland went through last year. This is what Cleveland went through the year before last year when they fired David Blatt and then hired uh, Tyrone Liu, and then they end up going on and winning the championship. Right now, you've got a bunch of guys who really don't have any chemistry. You had a shortened uh, preseason this year because they decided to add more breaks between back-to-backs and things like that. So Isaiah Thomas never really got a chance to really get himself familiar with the team and how he fits in to this team right now. LeBron James is still the best player in basketball, although I think currently James Harden is the best player playing. LeBron James overall, clearly the best player in basketball. Him alone against the Eastern Conference is enough to get them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. From there, if he gets a little help from Isaiah Thomas, from that point, Kevin Love will be back from his six to eight week hand injury and things like that. This is just what Cleveland does right now. I think they know that it's going to be a relatively easy cakewalk to the NBA Finals because the Eastern Conference sucks. So right now, they're just kind of no, la, la, la about everything right now. They don't want to waste too much energy. At least LeBron doesn't waste. Too, want to waste too much energy. This typically happens for them around the All-Star break. I'm not super concerned about the team. All
0: right, so I know where this question's coming from, right? Mm. And even though I will also say hate, this question is the closest to being a reality this year because of their roster. It is not very good, if we're being completely honest. It is LeBron, Kevin Love, and everybody else. It is an Isaiah Thomas returning from an injury. Derek Rose is a backup. Jose Calderon is a backup. Dwayne Wade, J.R. Smith, Amon Schumpert, Jay Crowder. Tristan Thompson's been bad. Jeff Green, Channing Fry. You got with the Kardashian fam. It's like, rap. this, this roster is not very good, but LeBron is that good. And here's the thing: the Cavs will still make the finals because. Once you get into the playoffs, there's only one other team in the the East that I will trust right now, and that is the Celtics. But the Celtics have even proven that when they are this good, they are not winning against the Cavaliers in in the playoffs. Now, with Kyrie Irving, I think the Celtics have a better chance. Remember, the Cavs lost Kyrie Irving, who is still one of the best point guards in the NBA. Um, But once they turn it on, once LeBron decides it's done – they're going to they're gonna win the East. This is the adversity they needed this year to get a chip on their shoulder to push them to win the East again. Whether or not they beat the Warriors is a different story. But I do think that this is the closest they are to missing the finals in the East.
2: All right.
0: Cavs, they, they kind of suck. Yeah, no, they, they haven't I been good. They, I just
2: don't think they have any chemistry. Like, JR Smith and D Wade clearly don't like each other because D Wade thinks he should be starting. JR thinks that you're not better than me right now. I should be starting. And I know you're LeBron's. It, it's, there's so many. Ever since the Kardashian got on the team of Cleveland, man, the team has just been. And they're blaming Kevin Love control. for being sick. Like, what? But, again, you have to. You can't blame LeBron. You're going to point the finger at LeBron? No, of course not. LeBron will get you benched. He's getting coaches fired. You you think LeBron is going to just sit around and just let J.R. Smith say something weird to him? Nah, bro, you'll be out of here on the next
1: thing smoking back to Denver. Well, he's going to be out of there. Like, he's not even going to be sending anybody away because he's going to be leaving himself. He like- was
0: considered in trade talk rumors that we've seen because they're trying to obviously make an acquisition before the deadline, which is this coming week. Uh, so you've seen J.R. Smith mention
1: a lot of those rumors. But yeah, I, I honestly, I, I think this is this could very well be the year Boston breaks through. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's there's really only one other team in that that in the Eastern Conference, but Toronto I mean, could do it, but Toronto never does it. <laughs> They're just, always
0: really good. They're regular season champions, and then they lose in the playoffs every year.
1: I, I think about there, there's two things that I very much like um, about Boston over Cleveland. One is they are a team like uh, in a sport like basketball being, being a true team, it goes a long way. And two, they have their coach could very well be the best coach in the NBA. Definitely. I'm going to put him there in the, the top three. Um, do you love and, me some Brad Stevens? It, dude, he's, he's amazing. He does a great job of adjustments. I think during a seven game series, seven game series, he's, he's better than Tyron Lu And so I, I, I think there's that possibility. This is that year that LeBron's a little older, he just can't
2: turn it on. Which is why I think that's why I think LeBron is the best in the world ever. Yeah, well, I mean I mean, every every Hall of Fame player, or at least all all the great ones, man, Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, they all had a Hall of Fame coach. Name the one Hall of Fame coach LeBron's ever had. You can't, because he doesn't have one. Eric Spolstra. There you go. David Blatt. Bingo. (laughs) He's the only dude that elevates coaches. Magic
1: Johnson even had Pat Riley at Uh a point, you know, so all right, what? Jesse, who won? All right. After all of that. Rashad Taylor. What? You back are on the, back our to winner. my winning ways. Oh, right.
0: Those were close. One point, two points, two now points. Like one
1: point. Wow. Yeah, you pulled away there in the end. Um
2: that's the basketball question, man. I felt it
1: felt good. Yeah, Rashad will we'll get it you in the basketball
2: good. ones. It felt yeah. good.
0: All right. Uh so Rashad gets to host the final segment next here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The
2: Fan. This is a glorious song. I love it. This is, it's it's uplifting. Like, I feel like I can do anything after I listen to this song. After I've had a bad day, I'll listen to this. Me and my son sing along. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby Roode, the glorious one, man. Uh 10.53. That means we have about... Uh, three minutes. Three minutes left. Um, still trying to figure figure out what to talk about. But Lynch and I were just kind of talking. So uh, we talked a little bit about LeBron here a second ago. And this isn't about LeBron. But I said LeBron is the best ever. I'll save that next week for, for, for Sports Sunday to really be able to dive into that part. But um, if Brady who's playing in his eighth Super Bowl today, if he goes ahead and wins, this will be his sixth title. Yep. Does that make Brady unquestionably the best in his sport? Like, I mean, we have— You mean the one who is? you could least argue against? The the least argument, you know, as far as, you know, when we talk about the best receiver ever, um, we always say Jerry Rice, and then that's when the argument starts at number two. Yep. Brady, the argument starts at number one, and I I think it ends right there. I mean, as great as Joe Montana was and all the numbers that Peyton Manning had, you know, there was a long time where the main argument for Brady is, look what he was able to do and look who he was able to do it with. Like, he did more with less offensively. There is uh,
0: one best athlete in a sport, in my opinion, that is you cannot argue against it. You will never, ever be able to argue against it, and he will be the best forever. Is it Griffey? It's Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is, is about, you cannot is argue. It. You cannot argue against him in the NHL. There's no, there's nobody even close to him. Yeah. The, the numbers he put up were so astronomical. They're, they're, they're stupid numbers. If you actually, I got to pull it up because if you, if you look at his numbers in the, in the middle, in the, in the peak of his career, he was averaging. Where is it? Oh my God. Um, well over 200 points a season. He had a season where he had or 118 assists and, a, and 87 goals. He had a season with 163
2: assists. He can't. You can't argue it. No, yeah, I, I think so. Yes, that might be. So that's a – you can check that. Wayne Gretzky, hockey for sure. Even something like in track and field. Uh, could it be Michael Johnson? Could it be – Usain Bolt, like, who's the greatest, you know, athlete of all time? Yeah, but that is arguable, yeah. I guess it is, but Usain, like, we saw Michael Johnson, you know, kind of erode a little bit. Like, Usain, I don't think there was ever a a big erosion there. We saw him lose a couple of races, but he wasn't taking those seriously. And so when he was on, he was the best. But Brady's already in uncharted water with five. Six will make him... Just they're, they're going to build a statue to him in, in Canton, Ohio, like outside of the Hall of Fame. So I'm just I just don't know if there's another one better than Brady. In sport. I, 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 mean, I really I,
0: I do think if he went, I mean he's already the goat, right? Even to a lot of people, he's already the greatest of all time. If he wins this, there's no argument, right? You can't argue Joe Montana anymore. No, you can't you argue can't.
2: anyone. Like I really thought the argument was over last year with Peyton Manning, but this one will put it to bed completely.
1: Yeah, no, I I I, I, I like where you went there, Lynch, with. um Wayne Gretzky I think he gets overlooked Just because it's hockey Nobody yeah. pays attention to hockey in um, the But when it comes down to it He was He was Tom Brady Before Tom Brady He was He was better than Tom Brady I mean He, I, was, he was so
0: Dominant At his time There's nobody like him Nobody.
1: No, I mean when it was the same. I mean it was the same type of argument when you think about liking Tom Brady to a Peyton Manning. When you liken him to like a guy like Mario Lemieux, there was no comparison. Nope. Even though Mario Lemieux was one of the best of all time, there was still no comparison. Yep, Mark Messier. He You even go now with
0: Crosby, Ovechkin, and all those guys. It's yep, not comparable. It's not comparable. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, reminder: I am out next week. I uh, got some friends coming to town, but uh, Rashad and Jesse will hold you down with the first sports Sunday of the year. And uh, I'm assuming you mentioned it there. You might talk some LeBron. We might talk some Cleveland. You might talk some Cleveland. Talk some
2: post-NFL season's over now. might talk
0: some Blazers.
2: Yes, definitely. If the Patriots
0: win, I guarantee you, you'll hear some Patriots. Uh, It'll be over by then. It'll be old news. No, you're going to bring it up. We'll see. (laughs) If you lose, you might not bring it up. If they lose, I'll bring it up. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Just to rub it in a little bit. Uh, So I'll be out next week, but uh, I'll be back the week after that. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. And uh, enjoy the parties or however you're watching it. Be and safe. Uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Omaha! 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 Omaha!
2: This one's for Pat! All star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?